you're having a dinner party. It's last mm-hmm. minute. You've realized the cocktail I'm making. This this happens to Bobby all the time. The specialty cocktail that Josh is making. We're missing an item. We're missing a piece. And it can't be. Su- There's no substitutes. We have to go yeah. to the liquor store. But we don't we have, have time. We have to get this particular vermouth or amaro. But we can't leave because the oven's on. What are you going to do? What's the solution? What would you do? DoorDash. Because I know that I can get local restaurants, local stores, local establishments and get it to my apartment in no time. If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, here's to alcohol delivers with DoorDash. Getting ready to host, looking to celebrate a special night in, what about a bottle of wine to pair with dinner or some beer to go with your chips and dip? No matter the occasion, if drinks are called for, DoorDash has you covered. And then you know what? You tip right within the app. They get 100% of the tip. You got to tip your DoorDash drivers always. So save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code WHO24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Term supply must be 21 plus to order alcohol. Drink responsibly. Delivery and promotions available only in select markets. You will drive us. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. Buy tickets to our live shows. And if you do, you'll hear us tell stories like this. So here's my story about what it was like being in New York on 9-11. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even hear the who, what's I didn't it was even Christy hear the Carlson end of that Romano saying. So here's my story about what it was like being in New York. Can you imagine getting up there and just being like, <laughs> so here's my story. I just paid thirty four ninety nine plus service fees to hear Christy Carlson Romano's YouTube channel in stereo with us just sitting there quietly. That's performance art, baby. <laughs> The actually interesting thing about this video for our purposes, for who purposes, is that she used it to introduce her husband's YouTube channel, which I find a little strange. This crossover event, as they call it, or they called it on NBC in 2003, is Mm -hmm. one of, honestly, YouTube's finest that she said, oh, my husband has a better story. Why don't I let him tell it on his own YouTube channel? Oh, by the way, my husband has a YouTube channel. Yeah. Click to subscribe. It's his first... Dual it's his first video. Baby. I think that they take turns recording. So his style is also identical to her aesthetic. Like he's in a wooded area outside or inside Austin, No, they like Texas, go on a walk and the and camera kind of walk. walks backwards, which mm-hmm. I'm like, is the camera attached? This is what I, lo- I love. Is the camera attached like a helmet and it's like out in front of them like it's a motion capture camera? Or is somebody walking backwards filming them? Lindsay, I'm glad you asked that. That yeah. is a question someone asked in one of the videos of hers that I watched recently, and she replied to it, but she didn't oh, answer oh. it. She was like, he, 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 you'll have to ask my husband how he does it. Like, she's still very, because someone's, uh... like, someone's like, what device is he using? And also, is your husband walking backwards or is he holding yeah. it behind him? And the person was saying, like, I'm very impressed because if someone's walking backwards, that's a lot of backwards walking. And it's and always it's also a good very shot. fast. The point of this intro is go, come see us live. We will be nothing like this. We will not be doing any of these things. We will not, we will we'll be fun. We'll be engaging and buy our tickets. Okay. Fun, <laughs> fun and engaging. We'll, we won't remind you about 9-11. We promise. Mm-hmm. You are listening to Who's There, a weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619. Who them? We're starting with comments. Let's go. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Um, first time, long time. I am calling with a hot tip about Chris Pine's Mystery Blonde. 
Um, this is a Who Weekly exclusive that I will not be sharing with the Daily Mail. Um, anyway, the mystery blonde is Chris Pine's assistant. Um, she's my best friend, my best friend from law school, friend from home. She's an amazing person and obviously super hot, but she's a total normie and it's not romantic at all. Um, and we are just having a ball over the fact that um, someone we know has actually been mystery blonded for the first time. Um, anyway, crunch, crunch, women do belong in balloons. Bye. She's my cousin's friend and she's... I I do love, we usually get calls like this and they're like, don't play it. This is one of the rare, because such harmless information that she could have sent to tips at thedailymail.com, but instead came right to this podcast. That is not a mystery woman. That is Chris Pine's assistant. Chris Pine's mystery blonde is this caller's best friend's friend, and she's a really chill person, apparently. I like that if it were any number of other Hollywood people where you have photos of one hot Hollywood person on a yacht with another hot person and the headlines are like who is this person and if the follow-up if the answer were oh it's just his assistant you would roll your eyes <laughs> but because it's Chris Pine it's like, I'm like okay oh, thank <laughs> and you're God. like you're well, like yeah it's just, just his assistant it's just like so now it ha- like the article just never gets updated with who it is I guess it just remains like in perpetuity just vague they might not update it either because it's not interesting. They reveal that it's just his assistant. Sorry, sweetie. You're going to stay a mystery woman. Mystery woman is so much more alluring than assistant. Right. And I do feel like this is the – this would be a hazard of being somebody's assistant and being like a woman if, you're, if, you're, if your client's a man, essentially, that mm-hmm. this would happen to you constantly because of the way that news media works. So mm-hmm. annoying. You know, I just went back to the photos. Oh. Yeah, it's my homepage, and the <laughs> and it's still all it's of the still pages you printed blonde. out with this woman's oh. face like crossed out I in love red his, marker. Like, <laughs> he's like in these like cute like high waisted stop swim okay, trunks. So he looks like he's from like the fifties, but okay. in a good way. And he has this all like right. kind of like a caftan. His like all long... right, okay. okay. Um, next, <laughs> next call. Oh, this is a great call. This is a great call. So y'all were talking about Serena Kerrigan um, on today's episode, which is truly a a pivotal moment in my life and a lot of people I went to college with. Um, She was, like, infamous at Duke for being known as SFK, um, a.k.a. Serena fucking Kerrigan, which she has basically made her entire brand identity. If you look at her LinkedIn, it is listed as she's like the CEO of SFK LFG LLC, which stands for Serena fucking Kerrigan, let's fucking go, whatever LLC stands for. Um, I had no idea until this podcast that she is on Siesta Key. That is absolutely so, so, so funny to me because she is absolutely from New York City and her dad is Lodge Kerrigan, who created the girlfriend experience on Stars. So I don't know what you're going to do with this. I don't really know what to do with this myself, but just know that you've made a lot of people nationwide really crazy because of this information. All right. Thanks. Obsessed with this woman making the word fuck her brand, you know, like putting fuck in the right place can really take you places, you know? I love that the caller is like, it's SFK LFG LLC. That means 
Serena fucking Kerrigan, let's fucking go, and I don't know what LLC means. Like, <laughs> sweetie, same. <laughs> I have no idea what LLC That's means. That's why we're an S-corp. That's why we have an S-corp. <laughs> Talk what is to your S- accountant for what details. What does the S? We, yes, that's right. Lindsay and I are in a Serena Corp. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our accountant is somehow Serena, and she gave us a, a special thing that only she gives out, which is, a, which is an S-corp. Somehow <laughs> um, the government accepts our taxes, but we really can't be sure. <laughs> So the caller seems to be like kind of gagging at the fact that Serena Kerrigan is on Siesta Key as a Duke student. It sounded like this caller was at Duke at the same time as Serena Kerrigan as a New York City girl. I'm sorry. If this girl went to my college, I would know exactly where she ended up if this type of girl existed. How do you not know that she's on an MTV reality show? Come Okay, on. let me tell you one thing. I, this is exa- You know who I was thinking of this entire time? Brie? Britt. Brit. I Brit knew Moran, of. who I went to college with, and she was exactly this type of girl. And I was yeah. like, of course I was following her. So whenever she ended up marrying I a mean, Facebook person, I was like, makes sense. I mean, I lived in a, my freshman year in the same hallway as a girl who opened up a very fancy boutique on the Upper East Side. And I pay attention to where she's at. So I can't even imagine if she was on TV. You know, we all have those people. <laughs> Serena is from New York, and it sounds like she's kind of doing Southern cosplay. Like goes to Duke, shows up on Siesta Key, but you are like a New York City girl. Interesting. Well, that's why she's Serena fucking Kerrigan Mm -hmm. and not just Serena Kerrigan. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Serena fucking Kerrigan LLC. Let's fucking go LLC. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking play the next call. LFPT. But you sound so like, so bossy. I love that girl boss (laughs) when you say fucking like that. Hey, Weekly, just calling in. Um, long time, maybe second time. Um, <clears throat> I used to work in wine, and I wanted to give a little context on why Candace Cameron Bure is in a wine cellar. Um, her husband was injured in 2005 and became super interested in wine. And so they have one of those, like, wholesale white label wine situations, but the like extremely fancy version. They have a company called Beret Family Wines, which is made by this winemaker named Luke Morley, who's like called a genius and has been called the future of California wine, but he makes very, very expensive, very fancy wine for them that they do sell in limited quantities, but they're big wine people. So wanted to give a little context. That's why she's in a wine cellar. Um, yeah, thankful for Sharna. Bye. Before Candace walks in, it's just a water cellar. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing about loving Jesus Christ. When you want to have a wine label, it's just easy. You don't even need to grow grapes. When you're a believer, it's just wine. Just have faith in him. Capital H-I-M. <laughs> Lady Gaga's like, it doesn't matter if you love him or capital H-I-M. And Candace Cameron Bray is like, um, actually, you have to love capital H-I-M. <laughs> Me, like, taking a sip of, like... Candace Cameron Bure's Jesus wine, like like <laughs> swirling it around in my mouth and being like, no, <laughs> just like mm, no, it's not dry enough for me. Mm, no, do you have this in a sparkling? It'd be better if it was refrigerated. Hey guys, I was just scrolling through TikTok, and lo and behold, I come upon this girl who's like uh, creeping on Casey Musgraves' ex-husband, whatever, in light of the new album. Love it, by the way, and. She is like, look who's commenting on there. And it was fucking Olivia Munn. So she was like, of course they'd be friends. And I don't know why it has geeked me out so much, 
but I'm loving this timeline and the parallels between these two, like, divorces, I guess. Don't know why I love it. It's actually kind of sad, but, yeah, just had to call in. Okay, grateful for Sharna. We definitely talked about this. Maybe it made an episode. Maybe we cut it. But last December, Olivia Munn was doing, it was mostly last fall, Olivia Munn was doing a ton of Instagram content where she baked, but sort of indignantly. Like she was with her friends and she'd be like, no, oh, yeah. I bake now. We Remember that? about that weird video where she made like carrot cake or something. Mm-hmm. And carrot macaroons. Carrot muffins. Oh, they were like vegan carrot muffins And she was very, and she was awful. like, these are gross. These are gross. And the friends are yeah. giggling there. Well, they were at gross. the same time. Rust and Kelly like appeared in her apartment. Rust and Kelly was there. House. And he was in yeah. her pod. And we were like, oh, that's an interesting pod. Because remember, this is pre-vax. This is whenever pods were the thing. And we were like, oh, yeah. Rustin Kelly, Casey's ex is in her pod. And I remember. Why is it, he there? But it was yeah. sort of like, oh, I guess either they're friends or they're fucking. But even at the time, that was sort of like uninteresting. It's like, oh, two single people are like fucking during the pandemic. Like, even now, I'm not like scandalized by this. I'm like, okay. Well, it's just to go from like, oh, I couldn't care less about this relationship between Olivia Munn and Rustin Kelly to now, I guess I weirdly care about Olivia Munn and John Mulaney. But the more I think about it, the less I care about Olivia Munn and John Mulaney. That's the thing. Oh, I care. I mean, I'm just saying like I... What did you... The, wait, I have the, to quote you. What did you what? say yesterday when I sent you the photo of Olivia and John and she's showing her baby bump and she's with oh, Dave Chappelle? Oh, so, Yeah. You said, I wish they would stay home. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm just like, the uh, least they could do is stay indoors. It's a pandemic home. also. Like, you have the excuse of being secretly, scandalously pregnant, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now's the time. It's just funny that just, like, out and about. Um, yeah, this was a weird vibe. I mean, she definitely was, like, probably dating him. I, I don't mm-hmm. feel weird in, like, assuming that. No. Yeah. I don't even think that's, And like, if spicy. I was Casey Musgraves, I wouldn't want my ex dating Olivia Munn my recent ex or whatever so maybe Mm -hmm. like the Rust and Kelly narrative of like I'm silent and taking this divorce like taking this divorce album like gracefully it's like maybe you deserve it the album is you know has moments of accusation in vague ways and also I think yeah I just confirmed that Rustin's sober and so is Olivia and so is John Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. I think that that's like a way that that's clearly something that they have in common and like an mm-hmm. easy way to bond whenever you're mm-hmm. like two sober people in recovery. So like they have things in common. Totally. It's not totally random. Yeah. And Olivia Munn is never like dating someone without tweeting at them nonstop or like kind of putting it out there, which is why I, the joke about can they just stay home is funny because it's like also around this time she's tweeting at him like nonstop and in ways that are like sh- very flirty, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, right? that's why she became the meme. Uh, hi, Lindsay Bobby. Um, you changed the voicemail. That's so weird. Uh, okay, I think. Um, Beck already did have his, I'm not a scientist, scientologist moment, like you predicted. Uh, I want to say it was um, one to two years ago in that time frame. And then Beck is the sort of all time. Um, but also, uh, on the VMAs, you didn't even talk about the thing that you actually talk about for the VMAs every year, which is Best New Artist. And uh, I don't know who won Best New Artist or who was even nominated. So please tell me on Friday. Like, please. I need to know um, who's new and who's old but new. Okay, I'm grateful for Sharna. Bye. We did talk about the nominees. 
but we didn't talk about the winner because it was so like Olivia Rodrigo. Like it was so dumb. Of course it's Olivia Rodrigo. She kind of, of swept most of the categories that she was in. It was anticlimactic. It was anticlimactic. The shocking thing is that she didn't win Artist of the Year. Who won that? Justin that Bieber? That would have been, yeah, and that made no sense to anyone. And it still makes no sense to me. I mean, Peaches was a big song, but it's like, did he even have an album? No. He, he had, had that singles. He had that album that like- What so, album? I thought it sold be- like, um, what was it called? Like Justice. Justice. But that was this year? That was this year. And it sold well, but it didn't sell as well as like- Olivia Rigo, and it definitely didn't have as much oh, of like a did. cultural impact. Oh, it came out this year. Album. Peaches was mm-hmm. on an album, right? But like Peaches was like the only good song on the album. God, it was That's so very much like relationships, relationships, relationships. There's just no way in hell. I mean, I know they got him to come, and that's the main goal. But like, there's right. just no way in hell that exactly. was album of the year. Olivia Rodrigo made an amazing album. I won't come unless I like, win. Like, like Olivia Rodrigo made such a good album that she could win Grammy for album of the year at this point, and I would be not shocked she at might. all. She right, could so that's what I'm saying. Very like, easily when Grammy. That's why, album as, of the year. and that's where MTV always loses is that they give it to someone like Justin Bieber, who is a bigger star, but would not make headlines if he won. Aside from the headlines saying like, "Why did he win?" Which, by the way, no headlines were made. It's just people on Twitter saying, "How is he artist mm. of the year or album of the year or whatever it was?" Seems crazy. What I loved about the post VMAs coverage, because like every single award show gets the same trade treatment the next day which is like are the ratings up or down and oh, almost without VMAs fail are... the ratings are down they're always the down every rating gets down for this world you take those for but, granted they're about to be gone but the story about the VMAs this year was VMAs down buzz 31%. up they're talked about more so i feel like that's the justification and also like we were talking about make them easy to watch on your phone and then the yeah. ratings will go up artificially inflate them that's your job well that's true why are more people, people care. talking about the VMAs than actually watching them? Hmm, why? I wonder if it's because they're impossible to watch. I wonder if that's a conversation <laughs> we should be having. Right. Because right. maybe these people who are saying stuff about the VMAs might actually tune in if you gave them a way to tune in. Before we change the questions to the true heads, I did change the voicemail. We had to port over the voicemails to a new email address. Not important, but that meant that it got rid of my voicemail message. I had to record another one. So everyone who noticed, shout out to you. It is true. The voicemail message was different. A lot of calls over the past like month have started with, oh, new voicemail. Anyway, like who's... <laughs> It was like 70-something degrees a couple days ago. It's time to put our winter weather to bed, or in my Pull case, under the bed. your linens, sweeties. The lin- it's, time- it's linen season, honey. Oh, oh, all I want is linen all the time. I just want to be draped in linen for my entire life. Not only am I pulling out my linen tops, my linen bottoms, my linen dresses, I'm putting on my linen sheets. I'm putting on my linen pillowcases. I'm just like, everything is linen because the weather's getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to jackets, sweaters, and hello to shorts, tees, and linen. I know. I should probably buy some linen shorts from Quince. I have a Quince cotton duvet cover that I really like. Ooh. And it's warm. Ooh. It's it's warm in the cold months and it's cool in the warm months, which is sort of where I want my bedding to be, somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle. You and know? you can get premium European linen from blouses, shorts, dresses from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And you get it for a good price because Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, they cut out the cost of the middlemen and pass the savings on to you. I hate middlemen. 
I hate and Quince middlemen. only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. We love it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash who for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash who to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash who. Hi, long time, medium time. I just have to say, and I know that you're probably getting a million calls, but the clip of Alana Glazer asking Asa Gonzalez essentially who she was um, is a must watch for this podcast. Okay, crunch, crunch, thanks. I just wanted to call in post Met Gala and say that Haley Steinfeld looked like BB Rexa. Hey, Lindsay Bobby, can you talk about the green baby at the Met Gala? Back to you, Cisco. Um, I just saw a photo of. <clears throat> Emma Chamberlain at the Met Gala, and I thought she was Jennifer Love Hewitt. Rita Ora was at the Met Gala. <laughs> so the Met Gala was Monday. Overwhelming. The second the Monday in September, yeah. Yeah, we had, you know, we had VMAs, we had Met Gala, we had Fashion Week, we had... And now we have the Emmys coming up at the same time as the Met Gala was the Creative Arts Emmys. So I kept laughing because anytime I saw somebody like dressed up in a photo that was like off, I was like, are they right, at the Met right, Gala? Right, right, and it right. was like, it was like Jesse Taylor Ferguson or like uh, the Property Brothers. No, they were at the Creative Arts Emmys, which is like, like, you know, I truly still don't know the difference between Creative Arts Emmys and the real Emmys. But I guess they're just all Emmys and one is just a different ceremony. Ellen Pompeo was going to one of them, and Ellen Pompeo is not going to the other one. <laughs> That's the difference. <laughs> but guess who's going to both? The Property Brothers. <laughs> the Property <laughs> Brothers. They'll brothers. go to both ceremonies. The Property gladly. Brothers will be going to both. Okay, back to the Met Gala, because it caused a stir. Maybe it was because sometimes when you pay attention to stuff, you can't tell whether you're the only, where every, more people are paying attention or it's just you paying attention that year. You know what I mean? Everyone was paying attention to the Met Gala. But that's, I don't, what were they? Or was it just like our, we're starved for celebrity? I mean, it was the Who Twitter feed was popping off. And yeah, that is true. my window into the world at this point in my life. Like I'm on the Who Twitter feed all the time. And it seemed like everyone was watching. Um, but the main question that was just so funny, and we'll never have this again. I mean, maybe next year, but mm, probably not. But we'll we'll never have the exact same conversation again, which was that it's not even about who's here and who's not here. Then mm -hmm. it became who's not here because they're not vaccinated. Who's not here we, and why? Mainly that was because of a, the Nicki Minaj kickoff to the event, which was unscheduled programming. But boy, did she lead <laughs> in. We'll get there. We'll get there after this. But it became this whole conversation where people were kind of like, if you're a regular to the Met Gala and you're not here this year, why? Where was Sarah Jessica Parker? Where was Blake Lively? Where was Beyonce? You know, like, where were all these people? And then because you don't really get a full guest list before, there is an element of surprise in that red carpet. And the red carpet, I had forgotten because it had been two years almost, the red carpet lasts like five hours. Yeah, because that's the whole programming. <laughs> the other thing about the Met there's Gala nothing inside. is that there's really not anything to watch aside from their live feed, your Twitter feed, like vaguely E, but there's no actual programming that mm -hmm. goes with the Met Gala that's like on TV to watch together. You're just like looking at, t at Twitter, looking at photos. It's almost like the Twitter's event, essentially, because right. what I think is funny is I don't think that celebrities – got ahead of the 
it, are they or are they not vaccinated conversation. Like, I don't think no. most people who didn't attend knew that that was going to be a thing because now you have, and I'm using Bella Hadid as an example, the retroactive like, hey, I am vaccinated. I just didn't go, right? Like, especially by the people who are regulars or like who are on the defense saying like, I really don't like this. I did get vaccinated. I don't really like people assuming that I didn't because I wasn't there. I was doing something else or I decided mm-hmm. not to go. I just feel like a lot of celebrities and publicists didn't kind of uh, catch this until it was live catch the the feeling you they know? didn't the, predict it right they didn't predict that this would be the com the convert the main conversation this is not an accusation against zendaya but whenever zendaya announced i can't go because i'm shooting season two they thought that would be enough and it wasn't it's enough. not right it not wasn't this enough. year not this year and it's a good point and it's also kind of an unprovable point <laughs> you know like it makes sense that people would be sus if you are a regular. Like if Haley Steinfeld hadn't come, she has gone to nine in a row. If she missed the tenth, it would have been like, what's going on? But a lot of people didn't come. Lady Gaga didn't come. And some of these people, in my mind, I could say, well, Gaga's preparing for her jazz and piano show. Sarah Jessica Parker is in a Broadway play. Like, that's why maybe they didn't go. But then again, my maybe is still a maybe. I can't just like, I don't know what. And other people are doing other things, too. Rita my- Ora has something on her schedule on every single block. <laughs> of her schedule and she found time to go you know well this was a main event for her she brought a date which is rare she usually comes alone or with a designer the other thing was too you have the vmas the day before you have all these people who are in town and conveniently not there why was kim and chris there where's uh uh and kendall where was kylie she was staying at the same hotel courtney was at the vmas the day before it's just like very kylie's in new york pregnant where's she it was the perfect event for conspiratorial thinkers. Yeah, <laughs> for totally. If, if you are sus about celebrity, you had a field day watching this because it yeah. was like you could go down your list and check people off, circle other names, put question marks next to other names. And the thing was, you had to be paying attention for five hours because even Rihanna was like, wait, when Rihanna hadn't shown up by like 930, people were like, wait a second. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me Rihanna's not vaccinated. And then here she comes with ASAP. Well, the- the people, you, know, you did know she was having an after party. So our friend Stephen, of course, clocked it and was like, she's literally said, come to my after party. So she was there. Like she mm-hmm. she was on her way. She was just last. I don't know. Do we want to talk about you watch some of the like Alana Glazer, Kiki Palmer, Kiki Palmer. live stream, oh which I would say is probably the hardest job that I've ever seen anyone attempt <laughs> to do. I would never agree to be live on streaming with people like having to fill dead air like that. It's just... I don't envy that. Having to fill dead air at the beginning of the Met Gala when like no names and Dan Levy are showing up, you right. know, like that's right. all you get for the first two hours. Exactly. And then Billie Eilish shows up, you know, like, and then Olivia Rodrigo shows up. And as both of us thought independently, which was so funny and so millennial of us, we both thought about that scene in Devil Wears Prada where Emily Blunt and Anne Hathaway have to memorize the names. Yeah, where's the assistant holding the Why were Kiki and Alana not being given names in their ears? Kiki spent so... Like, first of all, Kiki is good at this. Kiki has hosted a talk show right, before. Kiki Alana's hasn't never worked done in this. Hollywood for 500 years to not have a little help identifying people who are literally dressed in costume that she can see, can see from far away. Kiki should not be saying, oh, is that... Who is that? Kiki knows how to do live television. She can deal with a voice in her head and play it off anyway as though she can't hear voices in her head. Alana, I understand she's new at this. That's also why they gave her kind of like the second tier placement. There was yeah. like, Kiki was talking to Frank Ocean. Kiki was talking to Anna Wintour. And then Alana Glazer was literally like, 
uh, Asa, what's your last name? And then you hear Asa right. go, Gonzalez. And it's like, oh my God, what are we I doing I do here? think that Kiki, and also uh, we knew Kiki was good. We stand Kiki on this podcast. And also I do think that she had like a shining moment. People said, where's Kiki's, as they say, every time she's doing anything that's good, where's Kiki's talk show? Well, she's had she's one a of a legend. Last, but... I know. She had one and got canceled. And people <laughs> were coming up to her and saying, I'm a huge fan of yours. You speak to people's minds in a way that they don't even know. And I need to understand how you do that. Like, what is the meaning of this whole ensemble and this and this little guy here that we got? Uh, well, movie magic, America, I don't know. I love you, by the way. What? I do, I do. It's true. You know, we met when we were 17, right? Wait a minute, where we met? At uh, Teen Vogue. Oh, you did the this? young Hollywood shoot. Yes, exactly. Your mom was there. Oh my gosh, my mom is always with me. Shout out to my mom. <laughs> shout out to mom. Shout out to mom. <laughs> who were people calling about? These aren't necessarily all who's, but I, but people were calling about. Most of the calls people. were about, were about Emma Chamberlain Kim and Kim Petras. Hey, Who Weekly. Um, who is Kim Petras, Queen of the Horses? Crunch, crunch, Leanne Cuisine. Bye-bye. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Um, please tell me who this person in the horse dress thing is at the Met Gala. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I just, can you just, can you please tell me who, um, was wearing the horse, horse dress at the Met Gala? Because what? And also why? Me and Grace. Hi. Um, sorry. That high was super aggressive. But who is Kim Petras? And why is she dressed like this at all these events? Okay, bye. Crunch, crunch. Kim Petras, we got a lot of who is Kim Petras. We've done that before. Kim Petras has been around for a long time. But I guess she's never been at an event this high profile. But it shows that she had a moment. Imagine it means that people liked what she wore and and thought it was fun. And you had a real issue with the theme. I did too. It's just like was very confusing. It was more a category versus a theme. You know, mm-hmm. like American designers is not necessarily an aesthetic. Although a lot of people did wear cowboy stuff because that's how they took it. It was also political in the lamest sense of the word, where it was yeah. it was it was the Met Gala being like, well, we have to seem like we're relevant and that Unifying. we are paying attention to society. So exactly. uh, America, and they didn't realize that like that's tough. Like our friend Lala was saying, it's like when I was complaining about the lack of American designers because the first person Kiki interviews is Anna Wintour, and Anna's like. American designers, American designers, there's such a like a diverse wealth of talent in America and I wanted to shine a light on them. And it's like, right. okay, that's cool. I love that. That's a commendable idea. That's very true. Yeah, you tend to focus on the white ones. You're trying to change that. And it's like, okay, why is everyone worried Versace and Chanel? Right. And as Lala pointed out, a lot of these celebrities have contracts if not contracts just good relationships with non-american designers but then like Kristen stewart shouldn't come to the met gala if she can only wear chanel and the year is american designers like i don't know right so it's like i understand all of those dynamics but i'm also i I feel like i'm still allowed to be annoyed at how shitty the theme is and then you have people showing up and it's like what's a very american thing cowboys so you have people dressed as cowboys, yeah. which is cool. Which is why everybody was like, okay, J-Lo wearing a cowboy hat and like a lot of leather. Like, okay. But but she was really digging into the theme. She was digging. But or you're just wearing Ralph Lauren, theme, a lot of Tom so, Brown. Right. You know? And meanwhile, Lewis Hamilton shows up and he's like, I'm buying a whole table. I'm going to showcase black American designers. And then you have like Brooklyn Beckham show up and he's like, I'm in Versace. And it's like, come on. <laughs> like, right. I'm in a suit by Versace. 
I liked um I liked Jeremy O'Harris's Aaliyah tribute. He was wearing Tommy, Tommy Hilfiger. Hilfiger. Yes, there was, was a lot of like Ralph Lauren. Yeah, like there were like moments that were like odes to something that felt like cool, like classic American style, uh-huh. right? You had Kim Petras in a, as a horse, which I thought was great she was at the vmas doing fashion yesterday too so she was like oh of course i'm gonna show up to the met oh we have to mention who kim petras is so if you in case you don't know who kim petras is she is a pop star if you're gay you know who kim petras is like i don't know how to right she's a german (laughs) pop star she's on the carly uh ray jepsen tier of pop music troy savon is in her realm I would say all so these is people. Charlie XCX. Right. She works with Dr. Luke, which is mm-hmm. kind of the only question that people really have about her when they're like, mm, seems not great. But she makes great pop music and does a great show. And she had a whole She's the Halloween pop star's pop star. <laughs> kind of, yeah. She's <laughs> like, the pop star's she's pop the star. answer to what happened at pop music? <laughs> and Kim Petras <laughs> you know? is like, I happened to it. Hello. Yeah. She's also trans. She's also German. She also like learned English by watching Friends. She's got like, a lot of interesting stuff about Kim, Petra- Kim Petras. And it's not surprising that, like, she got a lot of attention at her first Met Gala because she is extremely cool. And also, like, she was on theme. She was wearing a horse. She was she was fucking on I theme. I was so happy she didn't wear that horse head over her head. I was worried <laughs> when you said she's a horse because I got out of the gym and I saw a text, Kim Petras is a horse. And I said, fuck, did she not put the horse thing on her face? Please tell me she didn't cover up her face. Because I, so I don't love funny. when they cover up their faces, you know? I'm like, mm-hmm. all right. But it was not. It was coming out of her midsection, which I loved. People also called about Emma Chamberlain, who is Lindsay's favorite YouTube star. Um, oh, but she was such a bummer. This She one. was in I, Louis Vuitton, which is like, it. come on. First of all, she has a deal with them, so that's why. You know, remember uh-huh. when she went to Fashion Week yeah. with them? That's her whole thing. Second of all, it's like someone who on YouTube is known for like fashion and being quirky and putting together outfits. That's like part of her thing is that she like uh-huh. loves she to put so together boring. an outfit. Boring. Boring. Boring, boring, boring. Overly glam, not interesting. Looked like she was playing dress up in a way that's like you have personal style. Why don't you show it? You know? So not uh-huh. fun. Uh, who else people? I mean, I don't know. There are lots of people that people were talking about. Rosé and CL were the first ever K-pop stars who were ever at the Met Gala, which is that a, was which big. Is cool. CL's look was really cool. It was like a jean. It was like jeans. Ugh. It was. I jean loved off all, the anyone shoulder. who wore denim. Ugh. The last person before we play my game that everybody was like, "Who is that?" And it's not because they didn't know who they were, or maybe they didn't, but they were dressed differently. It was Hallie Steinfeld, who you mentioned briefly, came Haley. as Haley Steinfeld, who you mentioned briefly, came as. Bibi Rexa. Bibi Rexa. <laughs> who didn't come. She looked like Bibi Rexa. She looked just like Bibi Rexa. It was weird. But it's also hard to say with this event who even was focused on because I only saw what was put in my feed. So again, if you didn't know that Lewis Hamilton was there with the table of black designers, that's your feed not telling you cool things, right? If you didn't know about certain people and what they wore, then that's your feed. Like, that's what I'm saying. This show is so strange because it's so like curated by what you pay attention to. It's not we're all not watching e-news together, right? It's not like, oh, they didn't they, – because they'll cover every single person who walks on that carpet. You have to kind of like w- look at a slideshow to make sure you get everyone if you if you really are engaged in this. And what's funny is that you can spend five hours watching this thing, but I didn't see the the indigenous model. What was her name? Quana Chasing Horse, where it was yeah. like, oh, she had one of the best looks. I didn't see it until Wednesday, <laughs> you know? Like right. it's, it's, kind of, right. it's kind of an amazing event. It lasts for so many days of news cycles simply because there are so many people there. I have this game. Okay, so <laughs> when I was looking at Instagram, I was I was cracking up because Jemima Kirk, okay? Mm-hmm. 
Jemima Kirk. You know Jemima Kirk from oh, I Girls. Know her. Oh, I know her. Yeah. She's a classic. Um, she loves to speak her mind. She has been to the Met Gala, but she was not there this year. She did a brutal read of all the outfits, of a bunch of outfits. Not all of them, like, you know, eight outfits or something on her Instagram. And when I tell you brutal, I mean brutal. So what I'm going to do for this game, because I don't think we're fashion critics I'm going to let her be the fashion critic of the podcast, okay? Okay. Jemima Kirk from Girls. I'm going to give you a quote of what she said about the outfit, and I want you to guess who oh was God. wearing that oh outfit. Oh, my God. Okay? This is good. And this is it's good. It's multiple choice, okay? <laughs> okay. Ready? I love this. Yeah, I'm ready. Number one, truly a good look for a porn award ceremony. Is she talking about Megan Fox, Kendall Jenner, or Haley Steinfeld? Megan Fox wasn't – oh, wait. Megan Fox was there. Megan Fox. Yep. Megan Fox, who wore – Bangs, a pair bangs. of bangs that didn't match her hair. Anyways, number two, date night dress on a Tuesday, second date dress, impromptu dinner around the corner dress. Is Jemima Kirk shading <laughs> Joan Smalls, <laughs> Haley Bieber, or Gigi Hadid? Oh my God. Uh, Joan Smalls was there? Yeah. Haley Bieber. Correct. Yep, yep. Next one. Here's one. Ready? Make an effort, please. <laughs> Is Jemima Kirk being extremely rude to Timmy Chalamet, oh. Megan the Stallion, or Lord? Megan wore a beautiful gown. Lord wore like weird stuff. I'm gonna say Timmy. Timmy. Um, that is wrong. She meant Lord. <laughs> oh wow. Okay, Yikes. next one. Again, please make an effort. Okay, who is she talking about? Is she talking about Normani, Emrata, or Grimes? I didn't see Emrata, so I'm gonna say Emrata. No, she's talking about Grimes, who literally brought a sword. I, you can say a lot of things about Grimes, but she literally made an effort. She had to carry a sword all night. Wasn't the sword made of melted guns? Yeah. Yeah. It was a mischief project. You know, the mischief online, that that like group that does like... Yeah. Okay. Um, you could like send them their... You can send them a gun and they'll make you a sword. I don't know. That was kind of cool. Like once I looked it up, I was like, whoa. Grimes is weird. America's weird. I guess she's on theme. <laughs> okay, Next. Irony is my least favorite fashion POV. Mm-hmm. Is Jemima Kirk snarking Camila Cabello? Is she snarking Cara Delevingne? Or is she snarking AOC? Oh, AOC. Yep. Ding, yep. ding, AOC. ding. She got her straight through the heart. It's obviously great, and we all wish we could wear it. Moving on. Is she talking about Tayana Taylor, Sharon Stone, or Zoe Kravitz? <sighs> Zoe Kravitz was there? Um... Oh, right. No, yes, I, I, I thought Zoe Kazan for a second. And that's why I was indignant. Of course, Zoe Kravitz. Mm. I'm going to say Sharon Stone. No, she's talking about Zoe Kravitz. She means like she's nude. It's like we all oh. wish we could just like wear like a nude, okay. nude, you know, okay. be nude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But moving on. Okay, next. Jemima Kirk said she wrote P for pass. <laughs> Is she talking of? Did she write P for pass on Lily Rose Depp, Irina Shake, or CL? Probably CL because she's making a joke about the letters. No, she's not that smart. She wrote uh, it over Irina Shakes like floral <laughs> moment because she didn't like it. Well, did you see I that Irina like Shakes Irina Shakes floral moment was almost identical to Lily Reinhardt's floral moment? Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. Well, someone's about to get murdered, and then it's not Irina Shake. <laughs> okay, next one. This this one she did two different captions for okay. first she said no star crowns past age 24 then later on she said change my mind no star crowns past age seven is she talking about <laughs> is she talking about emily blunt lily reinhardt or Holy sienna miller shit. yeah she was brutal 
Lily Reinhardt. No, she's talking about Emily Blunt, the only person on that oh, list. Oh, Emily Blunt had the crown. crown. Oh, right, 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 right. Oh, my okay. God. Next one, she wrote, chic for a cult wedding. Is she talking about Alicia Keys, Margaret Qualley, or Casey Musgraves? Cult wedding sounds like Margaret Qualley. It's correct. She looked like a haunted doll. She looked like a Victorian haunted doll. So Jemima Kirk wasn't off on this one. Okay, this last one. She said, she always gets it right. Okay, her first compliment of the night. Is she talking about Jennifer Lopez, Kim Kardashian, or Kristen Stewart? All three of those women always get it right, to be honest. Um, Who got it right this year? This year? I mean, the, the tweet about Kim being a locked character is hilarious. Kristen Stewart did look good, but I think the person who got it most right of those three women was Jennifer Lopez. No, 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 no. <gasps> Jemima Kirk thought Kim Kardashian oh, got it That was my second right, guess. That was my second guess. As she, guess. quote, always does. And J-Lo did not get it right. But anyways, that is Jemima Kirk's Met Gala opinion. I'm sorry. I thought it was also a joke on the song Get Right. Oh, she's not. You are giving I'm her giving too much Jemima credit. Kirk too much credit. Yeah, you're right. I'm giving Jemima Kirk too much credit. Thank you to Jemima Kirk for being brutally honest. And then she posted a picture of herself at the Met Gala, at which she looked not so great and was like, LMAO. So, I cannot girl believe has she said all those things. I know. Isn't it funny? I love it. She has nothing to lose. She doesn't care. Okay. Moving on to a new call from the depths of hell. Next call. Nicki Minaj, them. Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend who Nicki Minaj's cousin's friends swollen testicles them grateful for Sharna okay so this feels very like 15 minutes of fame moment where I wouldn't want us to cover uh, I would err on us not covering because it feels like a passing moment but I do think it ties back into like literally the conversation everybody was having at the Met you know and the one that we just had about like because Nicki kind of like kicked off the night with the question we've all been asking answering it being the one of the first people to be like i'm actually not there because i'm not vaccinated she said the quiet part out loud yes she did which like uh, you know credit for that she always she loves a topic she loves two things she loves singing and she loves saying the quiet part out loud (laughs) is Nicki minaj also diverting us from other issues about her life and existence that are unsavory potentially I don't probably I saw some tweets being like she's trying to distract people from the fact that she's worried about getting served papers in New York for things associated with her husband's issues and the fact that like her husband allegedly raped this woman and now the woman is claiming that they are being harassed by Nikki and Mr. Petty and being told to shut up you know it's really really dark stuff and it's like Nikki's trying to distract from this I think that that's not what's happening I think Nikki doesn't know how to shut up because like the strategy there is to not talk about anything and in true Nikki fashion no matter how I feel about her ultimately the woman is a storyteller she is fucking hilarious Mm -hmm. and she cannot put out a tweet in this world that doesn't half enrage me and half like make me laugh so hard the Cousins Balls Friends has ignited the world with its storytelling its use of imagery like the moment Nikki is suddenly doing her like Roman voice on Twitter I was like I don't even know where I am anymore (laughs) she was doing her British Nikki her UK Nikki that she loves to do Roman is British but I'm not sure she was doing Roman although I'm this would be a great time for Roman to come out and be like Roman's unvaccinated I'm vaccinated no but the thing is I think Roman is vaccinated and Nikki isn't vaccinated there's proof in the song take your medication Roman take a short vacation Roman you'll be okay 
this was where everyone kept being like, yikes, like the barb, like not a great day to be a barb. I saw some great photos of people <laughs> giving their Nicki Minaj flag, like one of those folding ceremonies that you do for fallen soldiers, mm-hmm. just folding it into a triangle. And like... Hunter Harris's <laughs> newsletter started with the funny line yesterday or today. I don't remember when it was, but it was like, um, I have it. Check in on the barb in your life. And if there's more than one barb in your life, check in on yourself. <laughs> So what I didn't the barbs realize... are in crisis. No, honestly, the barbs are in crisis though. This is still going on. Like they need to figure out what's going on. What I didn't realize is that this began because of a barb. So the reason Nikki was so vocal leading up to the Met was because a barb tweeted a viral tweet that said Nikki's last public appearance was over a year ago, broken heart. And so they're basically saying like we miss Nikki, whatever. So Nikki retweeted that. And added, I have an infant with no nannies during COVID. Who mad? Not risking his health to be seen. One yourself. Okay? But that's like, that apparently unlocked something. Right. But that apparently unlocked something in her where people were like, you know, fans are mean. You know, fans can be relentless. And I think she was getting a lot of pressure where it was like, where are you, Nikki? Come out, Nikki. Come out, Nikki. And then she tweeted, they want you to get vaccinated for the Met. If I get vaccinated, I won't for the Met. It'll be once I feel I've done enough research. I'm working on that now. In the meantime, my loves be safe. Wear the mask with two strings that grip your head and face. Well, she did say, like, eventually if I go on tour and I have to get vaccinated, I will. Like, she kind of, there were all these other tweets that only, like, the barbs and people who follow her, like, saw leading up to my my cousin's swollen balls. So the way that this gets funny is that she tweeted, my cousin in Trinidad won't get his vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision, not bullied. It's so funny to call off a wedding because you have huge testicles that you would then say is COVID vaccine when it's clearly an STI and it's like the like that is why weddings get called off. This is the beginning of like a rom-com. So instantly that becomes this joke that eventually not only does Boris Johnston have to get involved and talk about it in front of a podium. Steve, I, I'm not familiar with the works of uh, or not as familiar with the works of, of Nicki Minaj as I probably should be. The like head of all public health in Trinidad has to get involved and his comment is hilarious because he's like i hate every second of this i'm living a nightmare i've been living a nightmare for the past 18 months dealing with covid and now i have to talk about Nicki minaj's cousin's friends balls at a press conference his tone is like so relatable as far as we know at this point in time there has been no such reported either side effect or adverse event And what was sad about this is that it wasted our time yesterday trying to track down because we take all these claims seriously. Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend really stole the Met Gala. That's why I just, I mean, I think that's the funniest part is Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend not only stole the Met Gala, but it also reframed the conversation of the Met Gala, which is like the influence. She hasn't had this much influence in years. She really hasn't. Not her music recently. Sorry. I mean, I guess the barbs are like, I don't want to hit a barb when they're down. Don't hit a barb when they're down. I, you know what I mean? The barbs, I just, you know, it's a community. It's a community first. I was once a barb. <laughs> I don't know that I can be a barb anymore. I'm no longer a barb. I'm just a bob. <laughs> I'm just a bob. <laughs> I was trying so hard to make a TikTok last night that was transitioning me from a barb to a bob. And like, you literally it just simply could figure out how to do 
you couldn't figure I, out. I couldn't figure out a good concept. And so I kept like filming these things and I'd get up and like go to the hallway and say weird things in the hall and Josh would be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm making a TikTok. <laughs> it's not good. And then I just gave up. Love it. But no, we have to answer the question, Lindsay. Nikki's cousins, friends, balls, who were them? One, two, three. Who? who? And Nicki Minaj remains a them. Mm-hmm. My next call. Who is Murda Count Harlem? And why is it Nick Cannon's alter ego? Subsequently, do you think that Murda Count Harlem is also going to get women pregnant? Or is that just a Nick Cannon thing? Okay. Grateful for Sharna. Nick Cannon continues to be the stunt queen. And when he can't impregnate women, he shows up to the VMAs as his alter ego, which is named Murder Count Harlem, which I don't love, gotta say. Chris Gaines, this is not. Yeah, I was gonna say, not even Roman. It's not even Joe Calderon. Joe Calderon had a better go. No one cared. They just said, oh, it's Nick Cannon being foolish. And then he was like, it's my alter ego. I, it was weird. The The only thing that I saw about this at all even mentioned was like, there was a picture of him with Ashanti and everybody was like, Ashanti, watch out. And like, you know, you know, like he's gonna. Because he proposed to her and she was like, ha ha ha. And he was like, it's he did, not He just me. got down on one knee. Yeah. It's, it's not me. Count. It's murder count Harlem. And everyone Boring. was like, but that's you. And he's like, no, 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 it's not me. And he's trying to start this moment that like simply cannot exist in the same week as the Met Gala and Nicki Minaj's cousin's friends balls. You know, like murder count Harlem has no hope of succeeding in this week. Yeah. And also, if you want to do an alter ego, you got to go hard or go home. And this was just not, it's a costume. Mm-hmm. It's a costume. And something about it also feels just like this direct response to how cool and um, stylish and interesting pop stars have become. And Nick Cannon is just sort of like a businessman. He's a suit at this point. He's just also like old is like kind of what you're trying to say too. Like he's not cool. It's not your moment anymore. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. I hate it. I just like hate it. It makes me uncomfortable. I don't like it at all. At least Ashanti posted on Instagram <laughs> a photo of a cartoon that said Ashanti later and it was a hand that's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I did see that. That's, that's fun. funny. It was and a hand that that's graphic pregnant. is so it's so gross. Up. It has I like a fetus that. growing I in the ball that. of your hand. And she that's said, "Y'all like, better stop playing with me." I can't. I can't. Poor Ashanti like goes to the VMAs to like be be tribute. Like we're paying a tribute to her, right? Buster yes. Rhymes performs. Ashanti shows up with Ja Rule, and then this is the treatment we give her. Like <laughs> fuck us, fuck us. Fuck us and fuck Murder Count Harlem. We're never going to see this person again. This was a failed experiment. Yeah. Um. Next call. I was in Florida this past weekend, and guess what was the talk of the town? Your mom's aura frame? The aura frame. The aura frame kept, it was scrolling through every photo. I was like, oh, oh, there's that. Oh, there's that. Oh, there. I'm like, where'd they get that photo? There's always a photo where I'm like, where'd they get that photo? How'd they get that photo? I don't know where my mom gets the gifts that she sends me. Like when she <laughs> sends me a text gift, I'm like, where did you find that? And sometimes I look at her aura frame and I'm like, where did you download this? No, I'm like, where did you get this photo from? Whose Instagram did you steal this photo off of? You know? They love to steal from, and they love to just screenshot and not crop. Yeah. So it'll just oh. be like a cropped 
iPhone photo that's Instagram. on the Aura frame. Exactly, with it. comments and everything. It'll just be on. <laughs> it'll be zoomed in sometimes, so it's extra blurry. But you know what? That's how easy it is to get the photos on the Aura frame because my parents can figure out how to do it. Do they do yes. it well? No, but do they do it? Yes. And the other thing that's great about Aura frames, when you give them to your mom, your mother, a mother in your life, a mother mm-hmm. figure, it's a great Mother's Day gift, whoever the mother in your life is. You can connect it to your oh, yeah. Aura app and, and you, you can, can just photos. send them photos. You right. can, if they approve it, you can just put photos and kind of troll them and have fun and put random photos. I do it to Lindsay sometimes. Yeah, he does. Um, you can do it to your mom. My mom gave me access because she likes putting you gotta be careful. photos. You got to be careful. You got to be a little careful with that, but you, you, should, you could do it, but you should do it. You got to be a little bit careful. But you Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected and they come with unlimited storage because it's all in the cloud. So you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to mom's frame. Not only will she be grateful, it's not another sweater. She'll love that an Aura frame means she gets to see more of you. So right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code WHO at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Who Weekly. Um, I just saw an article for some new show. I don't even know if it's aired yet or what it is about it, uh, called The Activist with Julianne Huff and I think like Priyanka Chopra. And apparently it's getting a lot of backlash. Can you talk about that, please? Thank you. Dancing with Sharna. So much has happened since this first dropped and it's only been like one week. We were going to talk about this on Tuesday, Tuesday or Monday. Like, Let's give it a second. Let's wait. And I was like, I feel like something's going to happen. And it happened. I mean, it, it not only strives and affected Julianne Huff, they fully have to change the format of the show. Okay, did the person actually discuss? The caller is asking about the show The Activist, which was a CBS show that was announced. And I suspect already filmed, but we'll get there in a well, second. Well, they said it was. And so yeah. last week, CBS announced very proudly they were going to release a competition series hosted by Usher, Priyanka Chopra, and Julianne Huff called The Activist. And here's a line from their description. Meanwhile, no three other idiots would agree <laughs> to do this, by the way. I just am like, it's, I'm shocked at the lack of foresight that anyone or anyone on these people's teams had to be like, maybe this is something the internet would feel weird about, even though they haven't seen. Like, I'm sure all of them are saying, like, they haven't even seen it. They don't even know. It's like... I don't care. Like, read the copy. Like, look how you're describing this, you know? Hosted by a guy who famously threw fake money with his face on it at strippers. A woman who famously <laughs> clapped for I'm sorry, applauded Ushbucks? air. Don't Usher, bring Ushbucks into this. Don't Ushbuck, bring Ushbucks. A woman who famously applauded air and a woman who famously went to a party in blackface. Okay, so like these, this is your Wait, talent. can we go back to applauded air? What are you talking about? When Priyanka Chopra did that applause for... Oh. Um, the oh, NHS, oh, oh. and she just applauded air on her balcony. Right, she's had a, a few other scandals as well, but yeah, yeah she's totally. had plenty of scandals. Anyway, so they this is this is a description from the original announcement. Activists go head to head in challenges to promote their causes with their success measured via online engagement, social metrics, and hosts' input. The three teams have one ultimate goal: to create impactful movements that amplify their message, drive action, and advance them to the G20 summit in Rome, Italy. There, they will meet world leaders in the hopes of securing funding and awareness for their causes. The team that receives the largest commitment is celebrated as the overall winner at the finale, which will also feature musical performances by some of the world's most passionate artists. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. A.K.A. Murder Count Harlem. He's going to be there. I'm sure he'd agree to do it. 
America's Next Top Activist. Insane. It's funny because it's essentially like how NGOs and nonprofits work too. Like, like they do compete for money for grant, like by applying to grants, but we don't need to see that. So instantly people first pull out the fact that like, it's very this you where it's like you chose a woman who very recently went to a party in blackface as the face of a show about doing good and activism. And so Julianne was then forced to apologize for her blackface. She stri- she got Streisand affected where in the act of apologizing for doing this show, which by the way, we'll get to what happened with the show because she never said, oh, the show's being canceled or the show's being stopped. She just apologized for the show being presented incorrectly or something mm-hmm. for the insensitivity of they the original idea of the show. They don't want to trivialize activism, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Anyways, as part of that, she apologizes for the blackface, which she hadn't acknowledged really. I'm not sure if she hadn't acknowledged it before i'm not quite sure she did apologize she apologized right after it happened she mm. said i'm a huge fan of the show orange is the new black actress uzo aduba and the character she has created it was certainly never my intention to be disrespectful or demeaning to anyone i realized my costume hurt and offended people and i truly apologize so she apologized okay so she apologizes but this note which is like thousands of words long at this point she says on top of this Many people are just becoming aware that I wore blackface in 2013, this. which only further added insult to injury. First Terrible of all, wording. The weirdest word. What is going on in this wording? People are becoming aware like you should have known or no, she doesn't mean that. It's such a weird tone and it's on this weird, it's not notes app. It's not black on white. It's not white on black. It's like black on mauve. This show though, which is interesting, her, her, her apology has no I will do this or I will do that, which you usually look for an apology. But her, but the show itself, because the show itself did never said we're canceling ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're actually still, we actually already shot ourselves. <laughs> I mean, like we, not. They in, shot themselves in the a, foot too. Not with a gun, right? I mean, I mean like it's it's done. So, yeah. so yesterday it comes out in response to Firestorm, which by the way is a capital F, in response to Firestorm, CBS says the activist will be retooled from competition series into a documentary special. <laughs> so they're like, here's my thing. Are they even reshooting it or are they just recutting it? It says, we are changing the format to remove the competitive element and reimagining the concept into a primetime documentary special air date to be announced, a.k.a. when our... We're recutting it, right. When our editors finally get to take a break, you know? Like, the editors are like, this again? I have to go back into the editing booth to do this again. It sounds like they're not changing anything because I feel like it would be kind of an affront to to the activists who through no fault of their own, have found themselves caught up in this disaster. Can you imagine, so, though, if CBS was like, we're getting new we'll activists. be taking back that money. Uh, we know you won this competition, but we will be taking back the money uh, that we paid you in Ushbucks. Activists, the activists, Ushbucks will be returned the room. here. <laughs> Ushbucks, activists, please come into the room. Thank you so much for competing oh in our God. activist special. But unfortunately, Julianne Huff wore blackface in 2013, so we're going to need you to return those Ushbucks. Activists, activists. <laughs> Um, anyway, that's what happened. And I bet, do you think, here's a question, just a prediction to throw on the show. Do you think they're going to cut Julianne out of the show? Do you think they're going to cut the hosts out of the show? No, I think she's in too deep now. I think they're all in too deep. If CBS isn't getting rid of the show, they all have to be involved now. I understand that all of you are upset, but unfortunately the check already cleared. (laughs) I was going to say she already cashed it. And that, let me tell you, that money, not Ushbucks. That's American currency. That was direct deposit, okay? That was direct deposit. It went right into her bank account. And that's where it stays. Hey, Weekly. I just had to call because 
in the past two days, three days, I've seen ads for, I guess, content around Scarlett Johansson's latest food venture, which is not popcorn, but is instead like grain-free organic pizza rolls. Um, they're called Snow Something. Anyway, I saw them on Lindy West's Instagram story because she was complaining about the ads. And then I saw them in a strategist roundup. So they're definitely in a certain vibe that I would love for you guys to investigate. And I guess instead of ScarJo Yummy Pop, I'll sign off by saying ScarJo Pizza Roll. ScarJo Pizza Roll. Let's play the footage that everyone was calling about because it is, it's a little, it's a little weird. Here it is. Hi, I'm Scarlett Johansson. I am a die-hard pizza lover. Remember the pizza bites from our youth, the ones that were made with ingredients no one can pronounce and sort of tasted like pizza? Well, Snow Days is a grain-free organic pizza bite. We took all the unnatural things out of pizza bites and replaced them with clean ingredients so you can finally feel free to enjoy what you love. Snow Days is an insanely delicious, classic childhood favorite reimagined. Not only are they so damn good, they take only eight minutes to make. I eat them all the time. I totally make them for my family, but you know, mostly they're for me. So just pop them in your air fryer and before you know it, you'll be feeling like it. I eat them all the time. Are you telling me that they rebranded Totino's pizza rolls as healthy? Like they did. Get the fuck out of here. First of all, that is organic. You can pronounce the ingredients. It's like, bitch, we can barely say frangipan and you think that we're worried about whether or not we can pronounce ingredients. That's always bothered me about like healthy eating advertisements. You can pronounce the ingredients. If you're already eating pizza rolls, you might as well eat Totino's. We don't need pizza rolls that are masquerading as healthy pizza rolls. Well, guess what? This isn't random because the bottom of this video that everyone was sharing and talking about says not a paid endorsement. And Lie. the reason it's not a paid endorsement she's a creative is director. she's a fucking investor. She's an investor. She's also the Snow Days creative director. By saying not a paid endorsement, and people are saying, you seem a little too famous to do an ad for this random pizza rolls company. That should immediately make your brain realize that this is like her product. Mm-hmm. Like she made this or like mm-hmm. she's an investor in the product because none of that like aligns properly, which is why people's like people were kind of losing their shit to see her do this. But clearly mm-hmm. it's this situation. And I don't understand how they can get around the kind of like, this is not a paid advertisement by having just like put like money into the company because it's like technically you are still uh, getting a uh, compensation for this exactly. because if if i buy these totinos she gets these more money in totinos, her, she gets more usher bucks she gets usher bucks. bucks yeah mm-hmm. it's true which is interesting i mean it's just yeah buying snow days is an activist act you're just performing activism for the johansson jost family <laughs> you know You're activating their bank account. Quote, Scarlett Johansson is, and continues to be, one of the most recognizable names in today's (laughs) culture. While her acting accolades speak for itself, we are excited to partner with Scarlett because of her authentic human connection with what we are doing at Human Co. As working mother, always striving to stay healthy as well as balancing her career and school drop-off, she's the perfect partner for snow days, said Jason H. Karp, founder and CEO of Human Co. I hate the way that celebrities are trying to get around like doing Spawn. It's like Spawn is beneath you. What you got to do now is pay the company to then pay you back or get a job there. Each bite features a grain-free yet crispy cassava flour crust and sustainably sourced grass-fed mozzarella cheese, with each serving packed with over 10 grams of protein, 11% of your daily fiber, and seven different fruits and vegetables. I do love that 
parents that are our age really want their kids to eat the same crap that they did, which is like bagel bites, pizza rolls. But, but we ref- but we refuse to like buy the original like brand or something. You know, mm-hmm. we have to buy like an alternative version of it all. That's an entire like subcategory of prepared food. It's like millennial nostalgia, but in fancier packaging wait i'm cracking up with this tweet from a obviously a scarlet stan um at she's the widow love this scarlett johansson is so random pizza bites skincare line random crotch demon (laughs) suing disney 50 projects lined up and everybody just waiting on her (laughs) i don't know what crotch demon is and i refuse to google but like i just i love it i love scarlett's like current situation summed up in a tweet another scarjo fan i heart scarjo wrote i saw a few people attacking scarlett johansson for being snow day's organic pizza bites creative director (laughs) i saw a few people attacking scarlett johansson for being snow day's organic pizza bites creative director because apparently pizza rolls are gluten-free you just need a reason to hate scarlett i love how haters are always the first to know things scarlett does my powerful queen crown emoji the haters knew about the pizza rolls first, I guess. Scarjo pizza roll is the new Scarjo yummy pop. Wait, oh my god, Scarjo pizza That's roll. That's how the caller signed off. Scarjo pizza roll. Scarjo pizza roll. They're gluten-free. So is popcorn. <laughs> she loves gluten-free yeah, stuff. So is an apple. But like I'm not you're not I'm not out here selling an apple. I mean, I could. Who am I, I don't know, maybe I I'm just not thinking gluten. <laughs> I'm obsessed with gluten. Hi, Who Weekly. Second time, medium time. Last week's discussion of the new Marvel movie and Aquafina um, has made me think of this question, which is, uh, which is whoier? Aquafina the person or Aquafina the drink? That's it. Crunch, crunch. Grateful for Sharna. Aquafina the drink. Aquafina the water that no one likes. No one likes that water. They like it more than they like Dasani. Dasani's the number one worst water. Oh, true. Everyone hates Dasani. People are kind of mm, about Aquafina. Every single time there is a run on the grocery stores, whether it is some sort of pandemic-induced buying or evacuation-induced buying, someone will take a photo of a beverage aisle in a grocery store, and all that will be left is the Dasani. That always happens. So no one likes Dasani, but people are are like meh about They're Aquafina. They're meh about Aquafina. Mm-hmm. Aquafina or Aquafina, who is the more? I have to say, despite the evidence being against the water, aka the star has 1.9 million, the water only has 4,000 followers on Instagram. When you search for Aquafina, you get the star, you don't get the water first. <laughs> the, she did name herself after the water. She named herself after the water right around the time people started not liking bottled water. People are like, it's bad for the environment. We got to stop drinking bottled water. That's the water. problem with naming yourself after like something, right? You just get trapped. So you think she, when you say Aquafina, you think of her first, not the water. And therefore she's like almost changing the reputation of the bottled water. Yes. To be, to be clear, I think that both of these things, Aquafina and Aquafina, are thems. I'm saying that my mind goes right to the person first. Also, I hear you doing a slight, you're doing, you're doing an Aquafina and you're doing an Aquafina. Aw- so you're like saying. Like awkward, awkward. No, I know. So I'm saying you are distinguishing slightly between the two as though they are not. Just to make it not. clear. Just to make it clear. No, I know. But I think that's also a thing where it's like, they're not fully the exact same in terms of, pr- of pronouncing. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Hi, Matt on the run. I just had this idea pop into my head and I have to ask you. Um, 
New York Fashion Week themed Who Are Them questions, too, are Eva Chen, Who Are Them, Christian Siriano, Who Are Them. I adore them both. They are them in my world, but I want to know if I'm the only one that holds that opinion. Um, thanks for writing my week every week. Godspeed. Bell Hadid, Crunch Crunch. Eva Chen and Kristen God, Siriano. We've talked about her so much. Not we ha- not so much, but like every time we do, it's like kind of like a flop. Like it's not. I think the fact that people call in all the time answers this question. Eva Chen, who were them? One, two, three. Who? Who? And I think Christian Siriano, who were them? One, two, three. Them. them. I think he's one of the rare like fashion. Yeah, who crosses over too? Yeah, he was like a Saturday Night Live character. You know, like he's one of the few fashion people who is not. Eva Chen is like a fashionista influencer. Like she's like one of those like from our era, like Laura Brown is another one, like in style, like very much like people do know who these people are, but they're more, they're more behind the scenes. I think they're trying to put themselves in front of the scenes, but. What was her big, her big lucky? Yeah. Her magazine was lucky, lucky, which doesn't even exist anymore. Doesn't exist anymore. And now she's truly kind of just like a fashion influencer. Okay. Here's the actual call. Um, so Refinery29 just posted uh, the New York Fashion Week quartet that we didn't know we needed. And we don't need it. But it, the people in it are Dove Cameron, Lucy Hale, Olivia Holt, and Sabrina Carpenter. And I would just like you to rank these four who icons. Um, in terms of famousness, who's the, the closest to them dumb? I would assume Sabrina is the themiest because of at least like the driver's license drama, but she also looks exactly like Dove Cameron here, so who knows? Anyways, um, grateful for Sharna again. They have the laptop. The women involved, Lucy Hale, Dove Cameron, Olivia Holt, Sabrina Carpenter, all who's. We can agree on that, right? With the caller? Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. who's. Yeah. Who's the themiest who? Rank them from who to them, even though they are who's. Starting from the bottom, you go. Olivia Holt, who, like, not only is she, a, I don't, I vaguely know her, but she's an Olivia. She's fucked. There's too many Olivias. <laughs> That's true. So she's, What was she? She's, she's, the... she's cloak and dagger. She's uh, and her yeah. show's gone. But there's also Olivia's above her who are who too. Like that's what I'm saying. Olivia Palermo and Olivia uh, the other one. Wild and Mun. No, but not even them. Culpo? There's a level below Culpo. Mun and right. That's what I'm saying. They're doing yeah. Good luck, sweetie. Change your Culpo name. Culpo and Culpo and the other one I just said, Palermo, are b- still below Wild Mun and above Holt. God, you're right. Oh, Rod- Rodrigo beat them all. She shitted on all of them. <laughs> I know. Okay, stop saying shitted on them. Next from the bottom, it's a race to the bottom, but it's got to be Sabrina Carpenter, who I sent a song of hers to someone. And they said, is that the driver's license girl? Adding insult to injury. Wait, I think that, okay. I'm, uh, injury I'll, to I'll, insult? I'll, I'll, I'll wait for you to go. I'll wait. I'll let you go before I comment. Okay, so, so you think it I goes Olivia Holt, Sabrina, Sabrina Carpenter. Then Sabrina Carpenter. We're moving our way up the ladder. I think it's a close race. 
to the top two. I think Lucy Hale and Dove Cameron are kind of a little bit neck and neck, if only because the Dove Cameron resurgence has been not resurgence, like like surgeons don't you have to surge first yes you have to surge she's surging right now in terms of like people being like wow she's really talented she can do it all sing dance whatever so i think that she is having a moment and lucy hale is the one here who's been in the most actual stuff you know and on the tv show that actually people watched which was pretty little liars the most iconic of the lies as i called it the other day wasn't dove cameron in the powerpuff girls pilot that they were like never mind yeah but she was also in shmega dune which i guess not but i mean i just feel like she is way more talked about she's on red carpets she's like more of a fixture than certainly the other girls and Lucy Hale has just been on a million CW shows. So how can you not know who she I'm is? I'm still laughing at the way you referred to Schmigadoon as... <laughs> like, what am I supposed to say about Schmigadoon? No, what am I supposed to say about Schmigadoon? <laughs> I feel like three people talk about it. I watched one episode and it's fine. But I didn't. I wasn't like thrilled about it. I just... It's not uh, causing... It's not conversation. My order is Olivia Holt, Dove Cameron, Sabrina Carpenter, Lucy oh. Hale. What? I'm sorry. How did Sabrina Carpenter get the jump in yours? Because of driver's license. As the caller yeah, said, and you not... saying, even your friend who said, isn't it the driver's license girl? That says a lot. Because they're right. She is the driver's license girl, allegedly. Yeah, but that doesn't, br- that's not allegedly. She has a new well, song. You know. I'll leave it. She has a new song, Sabrina Carpenter, that I, I, that's why I was talking about her. And For someone who's second from the bottom, you seem to know a lot about Sabrina Carpenter. Because I watch Girl Meets World, and you know that. You know that i've been on her you know that I'm just saying i think that i think I'm that sabrina carpenter's higher up the ladder than you think that yodeling that. man she's higher up the ladder i was trying to share with you information about sabrina carpenter's new song okay okay the entire song it's very casey musgraves is written about written around wordplay it's called skinny dipping okay and the, the chorus goes we've been skinny dipping water under the bridge got it Mm-hmm. like that's the that's the play. It's not as clever as a as a Casey Musgraves play. We disagree. I'm not going to agree with you on this. I'm not going to. I'm not going to bend my will. What's What's important is that Olivia Holt is on the bottom because there are too many Olivias, and Lucy Hale is on top because she's she's been in too many pilots. <laughs> okay, how about that? <laughs> but that's good for. I think that's great. It's the first like positive thing about the pilots that we've come across. I mean, aside from her money, aside from her bank account, which I'm sure is pretty good. Imagine if you were on a plane and like you feel like a jolt and then a flight attendant sweating bursts out of the cockpit and she's like, I'm looking for a pilot. I'm looking for a pilot. And Lucy oh Hale God, in first class joke. goes. It just got me. And Lucy Hale is in first class and she's like, well, oh, I have scores of them. <laughs> scores of them. I'm sitting next to her in first class and I'm just pointing at her. I'm like, this one, she has them. Katie Keene. Katie Keene over here. Anyways. <laughs> God, what a oh, bad we love. joke. You're like the Don Rickles of that. That was such a old school joke. With the a, joke it's like ends. That punchline was like a popsicle punchline, you know, like on a popsicle stick. The joke ends <laughs> with an actual pilot being in first class and the plane is saved and everyone lives. Okay. This isn't like a sad thing. Also, jokes don't need to joke. end like that. You don't need an end. <laughs> Just feel bad. I don't want to 
pretend that Bobby Lucy Hill died up, in my joke. He tells this joke, and then the, he goes, well, oh, the end of that joke is that everyone survived. It's fine. <laughs> they landed the plane safely. There was, there was actually a pilot on board, so it was all good. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last call. God. Well, you're not a comedian. Uh, who's in them? I tried once. <laughs> it didn't take. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot you tried stand up. That's amazing. It wasn't really stand up. It was. I'm so just glad you that. had that experience. Yeah, I, I'm not. Hey guys, so totally out of left field, but is Sweet and Low a who are them at this point? I was thinking about how growing up it was definitely a them, but I think with like Splenda and stevia and all their fancy cousins it's kind of become a who like would a gen zer know what sweetener is or whatever was in those blue packets i don't even remember i don't know let me know crunch crunch the only sweetener gen z knows is ariana grande's no <laughs> gen z knows what sweetener is gen z knows what fucking sweet low is and stevia <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about I can't with this. Does Gen Z know what sweetener is? Does Gen Z is Gen Z aware of sweet and low? Like, it's like, what are you talking? Gen Z though grew up on stevia. You know that. Like, the, mm-hmm. we've been feeding them stevia this whole time. Okay, we have multiple sweeteners, artificial sweeteners. Who's in them's of artificial sweeteners? You have the name of the actual chemical, and you you got to do the name. chemical because you have like. Aspartame is equal and NutraSweet, but sucralose is Splenda, and Stevia is like Truvia. God, these all sound like you got pink, you got blue, you got green, you got yellow. Okay. What about 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 sugar in the raw? It's brown. Go for sugar in the raw. Sugar in the raw is a scam. Sugar in the raw is a scam to make people feel better about eating sugar, but it's all the same sugar. Do you always see it and you're like, why do you have sugar in the raw? Like that is sugar in the raw. Whenever you want crunch, crunch. Whenever you want to add a little crunch, crunch to the bottom of your ice coffee. I love a little crunch, crunch. I know I miss it dearly. Well, then the number one, the number one sugar is allulose. What's that? It's in Magic Spoon. Fuck you. Okay. (laughs) Allulose is like the new sugar, and it's like really fucking good. I love allulose. I don't okay. know if you can buy it as like a sprinkle. Well, and there's like saccharin, which is sweet and low. Yeah. So you've got saccharin, you've got aspartame, you've got stevia, you've got sucralose. Allulose, I'm not even going to pretend that it's anywhere near that. You've also got like xylitol and sorbitol. See, these are all like other types. Are we just talking about things that sweeten your coffee? Because I think we should stick to that. I think there's something different. I think you're going into sugar alcohol territory. Let's keep it up with aspartame, saccharin, sucralose, and stevia. And Ariana Grande's album, Sweetener. Put that in there, too. <laughs> That's fake sugar. So we have Sweetener, as in Ariana Grande's album, Aspartame, mm-hmm. Saccharin, Sucralose, Stevia. Okay. You go. You do the link. You do the rank. Okay. From who to them? From who to them? From who to them? God, Aspartame was the subject of so much, like, drama. I'm keeping it up at the top. We don't hear much about Saccharin these days. She's sort of old hat. I'm going to say Saccharin's at the bottom. Saccharin's hooiest. Then we're going to go up to Sucralose, which is the chemical of Splenda. Splenda's, Splenda's much themier, Splenda's but themier than sucralose. Splenda's so much themier than sucralose. Or but as I think we, we say, forget what sucralose as we is. say, yellow. Yellow. Yeah. So we're gonna go saccharin, sucralose. Again, we're going up the mountain with the yodeling music. Mm-hmm. Then we're gonna go to stevia because it's very Wait, trendy now. I'm sorry, Ariana Grande's album "Sweetener" is not themier than stevia. Oh right, fuck! I forgot about Ariana Grande's <laughs> album "Sweetener." Oh, then it goes. Saccharin, sucralose, sweetener, Ariana Grande's album, 
stevia, uh-huh. and then aspartame because aspartame got all the dirty business back in the day. People were like, it causes yeah. cancer in rats, but it's whenever they yeah. pumped them full of it. But I was gonna say, like, you still won't you, but you you still won't touch the shit. So what do you reach for? I just I've been so confused that I just do sugar. Like at this point in my coffee, if I'm getting sugar in my coffee. I'm very at everything in moderation. I love a Diet Coke as much as the next person. Oh, love a Diet Coke. From the fountain? Ugh. When my sister came to visit, I bought a 12-pack of Diet Cokes for her because she loves Diet Cokes. And she didn't drink them all while she was here. And I like Ugh. finished them all like the yeah. day after she left. And I was like, I can't buy these ever again because I will They're drink good. six a day. I will drink They're six delicious. a day. Yeah. Well, what's your ranking? I think I agree with you. I'm not really I, I think I have the same ranking as you. But in my mind, it's truly in my mind, it's truly like pink, green, brown, <laughs> yellow. Pink, green, brown, From yellow are all the sugars. No, 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 no. Not no, just in general. So I guess the bottom would be uh pink because it's kind of old school. No, the pink, bottom green, is brown. Blue, brown, yellow. Pink, green, blue, brown, What's yellow. Blue. Oh, equal. Oh, blue is the bottom. Blue's aspartame. Okay, but I'm just I'm ranking the colors. So I'm saying okay. brown, then blue then pink, then yellow. What was green again? Stevia. Oh, no one has green ever. So green's below then yellow. If I'm putting a color in my coffee, which it's I'm yellow. not. But if I were, I'd be putting yellow. It's yellow. We're reaching for yellow. Yeah. Or honestly, brown. The sometimes. girlies are reaching for yellow. <laughs> we will be reaching for yellow. We will be reaching for yellow. I was at actually once at a Dunkin', which is no surprise to anyone because I'm there every day. But there was somebody who was trying to express that they wanted Pink. yellow. Mm-hmm. No, yellow. Oh, and yeah. and she kept saying stevia, stevia. And I said yellow. <laughs> and the guy goes, oh. And he pointed it Stevia is not yellow. Stevia is green. No, what's oh yellow God. again? Yellow is Splenda. Okay, Splenda. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. He oh, ca- okay. She was saying Splenda and I said yellow. I, I got it right. I was correct. Okay, that's good. I go, because I said yellow and she goes, oh yeah, yellow. Because Dunkins don't have green. They have yellow. Yeah. True heads know to get no sweetener, but sweet cold foam. Or one swirl of caramel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I mean, if the girlies are getting sweetener, they're getting one caramel swirl. Are you kidding me? Like, you think I'm getting, you think I'm not getting a flavor if I'm going to get, if I'm going sweet? I can't wait for all yellows to be in a packet. What color will that be? There are no colors left. Just like there are no Olivia's left. There are no colors left. All right. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly of Who's There. It's our weekly call-in show. Keep calling it at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Support us on patreon.com slash Weekly for bonus episodes and more. Come see us on tour, whoweekly.us. Click on live. Thank you to Katie and Eric of the Who's for providing our Tuesday theme song. Thank you to our research assistant, Timmy, for helping out so much. And thank you for listening all this way. And keep listening after the end theme for Call You're Doing Amazing, sweeties. Bye. See you Tuesday. Bye. Um, actually, you have to love capital H, I am. <laughs> Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Um, I'm sure, if anything, this will just be on the you're doing great, sweetie calls. But I'm a Spanish teacher, and I'm making my students this week go through and add the accents to an article in Spanish about Nicki Minaj, quote-unquote, doing her own research on the vaccine. That's all. Crunch, crunch. Hey, Lindsay Bobby. I just saw a woman on my train with a sticker that (laughs) said, my ice cream name is Vanilla Cabello. (laughs) Crunch, crunch. Even if everybody texts 
and drive, like, yeah, people are going to die, which is terrible, but inevitable? I hope you get this reference. Crunch, crunch. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I'm actually responding to uh, Hooligan at the end of last week's Who's There and the caller you did amazing series, who is wondering what to use instead of TurboTax. And this isn't an ad, but it is an endorsement. Uh, I really like freetaxusa.com, which does all the shit that TurboTax does, but won't charge you for having, like, Extra forms or whatever, does your state taxes, all that shit. It's no frills, and they're not trying to scam you out of money and, like, ruin the tax code or whatever. So, uh, taxes, tax season's a little ways away, for sure, but maybe just make a little note to yourself or something for then, because it's the one that I like. Just don't use TurboTax. Crunch, crunch. This is Alexa Snyers calling. I'm calling to let you know how disappointed I am in your story. There's many things that I read in here that were false, like you saying that I wore six-inch Louboutin heels to court with my tweed skirt when I wore four-inch little brown BB shoes. $29! Every time you fucking yell, I have to re-record it! Crunch, crunch.